right. Good morning. Man, we are going to have a blast together. I only have one short announcement for you, and that is that if you are doing end-of-the-year giving, make sure that you mark it down as such so that it doesn't go into the general fund. And other than that, we are done on announcements. Now, here's how it's going to work today. We are going to do something very different. We're taking a break from our teaching series, and we're going interactive. What we want is to learn a little bit more about each other. Wisdom tells us that in a large crowd, we can feel even more alone. We need to take connection very seriously, and we do here at Bridgeway. And so we even have a director of connections, Josh Oot. And our focus is to really try to make a big church feel small, right? That's the idea. So we're going to learn a lot about one another by doing an interactive online poll. I need everyone to take out your phones. You are going to be on your phones the entire time. So take out that phone. If you don't take out your phone, this sermon's going to be super boring. Just telling you, this is interactive. Need you to take out your phone. If you were like my dad and you still have a flip phone, that's messed up. What's wrong with you? All right, let's uh, get your smartphone out. There are two ways to join in and everyone online, you are in this too. I need you to go run in your jammies and go find your phone, bring it back and log in. There's two ways to join us today. One of them is through the app. If you have the Bridgeway app, just touch that. When it comes up, hit refresh and it will, it will say online polling right on the front. You just touch on that. It gets you logged in. It's all anonymous. Don't the whole entire thing is anonymous. Uh, the second way is that if you don't have the app, go into your browser, which is usually like Safari or something like that. Open that up. It's bridgeway.church forward slash poll P O L L bridgeway.church forward slash poll. You can go in very quickly and log into that. All right, everybody got your phones out? All right, here we go. Our ushers are waiting for all of you that currently, raise your hand if you do not have a smartphone on you. Raise your hand. We got a physical paper coming right to you. There we go. This is this is from Dead Trees right here. Okay, so raise your hand. Make sure that you get one of these because I need you to circle the answer. These are the answer sheets. Now, if you're thinking through this, you're going to go, how is that going to go on the online poll, right? We are actually going to be collecting all of them at the end of the service. I need you to hand them to the greeters at the door. We are going to be gathering them all and putting that data along with the data we got online so that we can know more about our family. So actually, we are trying to collect the information All right, we got a couple more over here. There should be pens in the seat in front of you unless the other two services stole them, right? So that means you need to steal someone else's pen. All right, good, good, good. Um, Now, real quick, we had a live stream uh, go down earlier. That was actually not on our side. That was in the live streaming service out there. They ended up resetting their servers. We're all back up, everybody. That's good. Um, but if you are having a problem with the questions loading, it is because our Wi-Fi here will overload at times. So if you're having a hard time and the questions aren't coming up fast enough, 
turn off your Wi-Fi, it kicks into that 4G stuff, and now you're off this system, and it will help you get through it a little bit quicker. All right, there we go. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's why we handed you paper. All right, so make sure we got, do we need any more paper over there? Everybody is okay? We all got that? All right, fantastic. Make sure that you are following through. I'm going to go through them rather rapidly uh, in a moment, but let me start out by saying this. Y'all, you have walked into a church of real people. You're like, wow, that was huge. I thought you're all animatronic, right? You are around real people. What I mean by that is that you're going to have certain assumptions about who is sitting around you, but we are just regular folks. Now, things that happen in this church are extraordinary. We have miracles happening in this church. We have salvations happening in this church. We have dramatic healings happening in this church, right? So praise God for that. But know this, that is not because of us. That is because we serve a tremendous God. Amen? Amen. Now, what that means is we're allowed to be like the disciples were called uneducated common men, right? It says, but they saw that they had been with Jesus and they saw the massive miracle standing beside them, a healed man. And it says they took note. They had nothing to say. We want to be a church where we can talk about real life where we can talk about challenges and struggles, all refer to the fact I have panic disorder from the stage. We want to be regular, real people, but we're serving such an extraordinary God that we don't have an ordinary experience. But when you walk in and you're new and don't know a lot of other people, you may well say, can I even keep up? Wow, this church of these people are really holy and look at them worship and they all stop with all that. We're just regular folks, just like you, going through life and trying to make it, yeah? So everyone belongs here. We're going to talk a lot about that next weekend. I really want to encourage you to invite family and friends to our Christmas services. We're going to be talking a lot about the invitation to belong. All right, a couple other things. Be careful when you read the Bible that when you read it, we tend to make these people superheroes. Uh, and yet James, the author in the New Testament, said Elijah, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, who did extraordinary miracles, he starts his statement with this. Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. What does that mean? He's just a dude. That was it. Be careful of reading superheroes into the Bible because the Bible's made up of people like us. Regular, average, ordinary people with an extraordinary God. The other thing is that you are probably, if the enemy is picked on you, going to be thinking, man, I'm the only one that struggles with this. I'm the only one that thinks like this. I'm the only one. The Bible says no temptation has seized you except what is what? Common to man. There is nothing that you are going through that many people have not gone through right here sitting among us. You're going to find all that out in this poll. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, Everybody fired up and online. Here we go. We are going to be answering these. If you are online, you are on a delay. So do not listen to me. Make sure you track on your phone and answer those questions because they'll jump away from you. All right. So make sure you follow your phone and not just my voice. You're on a 30 second at least delay. All right, here we go. Question number one, basic information. Where do you live? 
You live super local. That's the Roseville, Rockland, Lincoln, Loomis. B, do you live by me, which is in Folsom, Eldorado Hills or Fair Oaks? C, Citrus Heights, Antelope or Orangevale? Or D, in the Sacramento, Carmichael, North Highlands area? Now, you will see there's a massive amount of us that are, um, and right now we have, it looks like 400, and I can't even read that. I can't even read the bottom of that. Does that say 400? Oh, okay, there's a lot of people. So, yeah, so we're in excess of 500 people on this. So when you see these percentages, just understand we're talking about a lot of folks while we're doing this. So, and there's a lot that are writing it down. So if we say 4% of that, just remember, even in your area, there's a lot of things that God is doing. And we will be able to, in future days, dig down a little bit more to see where everyone's coming from. All right. Let's go a little faster on number two. How far do you travel to get to Bridgeway? Similar question to the first one, five miles or less, six to 10 miles, 11 to 20 miles or 20 plus miles. Once again, it's going to have a similar spread as the last time. All right, here we go. Uh, and you can see that we have some folks that are traveling over 20 miles, 5% of our congregation. And once again, we do this on four services. So there are thousands of people that are engaging with this. So it's interesting how they're very similar every service. Here we go. Number three, how often do you attend church at Bridgeway's campus? That means that you're physically here. A, every week, B, two times per month, C, once a month, or D, sporadically. Okay. How would you say your attendance is here? And even though this is anonymous, I'm staring at you. All right. So I can, I can always tell, right? And there's that little guilt feeling that comes in. I can tell whether or not you're here. Um, it's not a question of when does your heart want to be here? It is a question of when are you actually here? So let's, let's take a look, right? I know you intended well when you were sleeping, right? Um, I get it. Flesh is weak, right? Spirit's willing. All right, here we go. Uh, one thing I want to say about that is remember that Pentecost hit when they were all together. Imagine missing that day at church. You miss Pentecost, right? You were like, well, I was getting donuts and you come back and you're like, really, man. Okay. So it's important that we're all together. Okay. Number four, have you ever watched a Bridgeway service online? That is live stream. Uh, a, yep, I watch them frequently. B, occasionally. C, yep, a few times. D, actually haven't used that feature yet. We just want to find out how many of us have utilized that live stream capability, which, by the way, is designed that if you are sick, if you are out of town, if you are traveling, if you are uh, one of those folks and that we really designed it for, which is that you're unable to come out of your house for a variety of reasons, usually it's health-related, um, then that's exactly what it's for, that we want to make sure that even though you're not with us physically, you're with us um, in spirit, all right? So that's really, really good. Let's pick it up in number five. How did you first hear about Bridgeway? Okay, first hear about this local church. A, from a family member or friend. B, from an internet search. C, social media. D, radio uh, show, radio ad or podcast. E, I drove by the campus for some odd reason. F, other... How did you first hear about Bridgeway? Okay, uh, not exactly equal across the board. Um, real quick question for you. What is the most effective form of evangelism? There you go. It's sharing with people that you love. 
That is the bottom line. You're going to find out that gets reinforced here in a moment. All right, let's pick it up in six. Why do you primarily attend Bridgeway? There's a lot of brilliant churches in this area. Why do you primarily attend Bridgeway? Is it A, is it the preaching and teaching stuff? Is it B, the worship experience? C, is it ministry related? Men's ministry, women's ministry, kids ministry, stuff like that. D, is it because your friends are here? This is your community. Or E, is it another reason? Right? All the above. You can't choose all the above, Mike. There's only a couple of them. I know. Nope, nope. It's primarily... What is the primary reason, Mike? Not all the reasons. All right. There we go. There we go. We go to standard uh, awkward question number seven. What best describes your ethnicity? Right? We love this one. A is white bread. B. Oh, I'm sorry. European American. B is Slavic American. C is Latino American, D is African American, E is Asian American, or F, Indian American, or G, other. All right, let's take a look at this. Y'all, I would love for that to be evened out. Amen? We need some uh, heaven color in here. We need some, uh, we need some stylistic change, and we need some incredible diversity. The early church was extraordinarily uh, multi-ethnic. Once we got out of uh, Jerusalem, once we got the initial church was all Jewish. Once the persecution hit and they began to scatter, it was massively uh, multi-ethnic. And that is what that diversity, it brought the beauty of Christianity alive. So once again, we want to represent in between these two things. We want to represent our area and we want to represent heaven Somewhere between those should be the makeup of our congregation. Make sense? So these are some areas we need to grow. Eight, easiest question. Eight, how old are you? A, under 20. B, 20 to 35. C, 36 to 55. D, 55 plus. Because here's what's interesting. I always have people come to me and say, I'm this old. I feel like I'm the only one. Okay, you're not the only one. Let's take a look. Because we have high school ministries, middle school ministries, that under 20 category is going to be heavily reduced because we have ministries for them. But take a look at that. We have a very uh, big spread all the way across. A lot of young families and then folks that um, are 56 or plus. Uh, that's almost 30% of our congregation. That is a significant amount. So just remember this whole idea of, oh, maybe I don't know if I fit here. You fit here. Whoever you are, you fit here. I just need you to know that. All right, here we go. Number nine, what is your marital status? A, single, never married. B, single, divorced or separated. C, married, first marriage. D, remarried. Or E, widowed. All right? We can see this. There's a lot of us in here. Like, for example, some people will say, uh, well, I've been divorced. I walk in. It seems like everybody has their family thing organized. I don't know if I belong here. Uh, there is a huge amount of us that have walked through the process of divorce. There's a huge amount of us that are single. There's a huge amount of us. Do you understand? It is not all one type of group of person. All right, here we go. Number 10, basic question. What best describes your occupation? A, private sector business. B, manufacturing or physical labor. C, nonprofit or government. D, household management. E, you're a student, F, unemployed, or G, retired. 
Let's take a look at that one. This one is a bit more balanced out. Um, one thing that has been unusually high in each service is nonprofit government. Uh, for whatever reason, there's a large amount of those here in this congregation. But you'll notice that we have a significant amount of students as well and those that are retired. All right, here we go. Let's talk about church involvement. Number 11, in the last six months, have you served on a volunteer ministry team? In the last six months, have you served on a volunteer ministry team? Either you have or you have not. Makes it super easy. Volunteer team. It doesn't mean did you do something for the church? Well, this one time there was no toilet paper. And so I went out and I said, there's no toilet paper. Okay, that's not a volunteer ministry team. But thank you. I appreciate your effort. Twelve. If you serve, how many ministry teams do you serve on? A, one, B, two to three, C, more than three, or D, I already told you I didn't serve on a ministry team. Why are you asking me that? Here's what we're trying to find out. We're trying to figure out how many of us not only are serving, but how many of us are little serve workaholics? You all know what I'm talking about? There's some of you that have such a soft heart to help everybody. You're on so many teams that you're going to burn yourself out. We want to make sure to guard against that. We don't need that unhealthy. We love your spirit, but at the same time, you got to have healthy boundaries to keep yourself going. You being unhealthy doesn't help any of us, right? So we want to check and make sure people are balanced. All right, here we go. Uh, number 13, are you currently involved in a missional community or a small group, right? Currently involved in a missional community or a small group, yes or no, um, Because here's the deal. If we're going to know each other, we have to get in a smaller environment. Um, If you come to church and you go, wow, I'm really struggling to make connections and friends, that is actually normal when you're only in the larger group setting. This is not set up that way. This is set up to celebrate together, learn together, build culture together, pray together, stuff like that. But it's not designed primarily for making relationships. We have a lot of other avenues, and this is the primary avenue, getting into a smaller group. All right, here we go. Uh, 14, how long have you attended Bridgeway? A, where are my newbies? Less than six months. B, seven months to three years. C, four years to 10 years. D, over 10 years. How many of you have been with me for over a decade? Let's keep checking, right? Yep, that's right, that's right. Um, now I would, anyone that has been here that long, which if we're doing almost, let's see, 12% that have been with me for over a decade, um, that is a sign in my leadership. It has to be reflected that we have walked along that way together. Have we sufficiently grown together? That is a key. If we have been together that long, we should be showing that in our spiritual growth. All right. We have a lot of mature believers in here, four to 10 years. You're going to find out in a moment We even have uh, more than that. Here we go. Number 15. How did you first learn about Christianity? In other words, how did God introduce himself to you? A, through a family member, mom, dad, or sibling. B, through a friend. C, through ministry media, like radio, podcast, TV, or tract. D, through an experience like a church service, concert, or an event. E, through personal study, or F, other. Once again... What is the most effective form of evangelism? There you go. It's people you love. You are going to hear me talk more and more and more about the idea that if we truly want to reach the world, 
It is about primarily being Jesus to those loved ones that are around you. Everyone always thinks of evangelism being scary. Evangelism is probably the most natural, normal thing that you would want to do as a Christian, which is you said, I love this person. I'm really in love with Jesus. I'd love for them to meet. That's really the heart of evangelism, okay? I know that a lot of us get nervous about that. But I think because there's thousands of us, for us all to love our friends and family, we can make significant difference in our communities. Amen? Amen. Nobody's with me. All right. (laughs) 16. If you're online and you're like, wow, I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. Okay, here we go. Number 16. What best describes your church background prior to coming to Bridgeway? A, is it high church? We're going to call that things like Catholic, Episcopalian, Anglican, stuff like that. B, charismatic, Assembly of God, Foursquare, Vineyard. We're going to throw Calvary Chapel in there. C, conservative, Baptist, Lutheran, or D, no church background prior to coming to Bridgeway. All right. Interesting, almost always we will have somewhere between about 15% and 20% that come from a Catholic background. Uh, you'll watch it a little bit lower in this service. Um, but I just want you to know, if you came from a Catholic background, Bridgeway is still weird. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if you come from that and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. That dude talks way too long, too loud. Do your homily in 10 minutes or less, right? And then you're like, why are we still using juice? Wine's legit. You're probably wondering as well, why is the music so crazy? All right, moving on. Here we go. Number 17, we're going to get real personal. It's anonymous. Have I mentioned that? It's anonymous. Here we go. Have you ever experienced something you would describe as personally traumatic? I'm not talking about yet a bad day. I'm talking about you would say I've had trauma in my life. Yes or no? Okay, because here's the thing. When someone has significant wounding, they come into church like this and we're all on our best. We are in an atmosphere that loves God. We're in an atmosphere of loving people. We're in an atmosphere of worship. We're all pumped up to be here. We put on a bunch of things. We're probably on a better day. That's why we showed up. And all of a sudden you see us smiling and you go, I'm the only one that's wounded. Can we please look at the statistics on that? 70% of our congregation. If you want to look around and just hack out and say only 30% of us actually haven't experienced trauma. That's a massive amount of people. You are among people that get it. That's all I want you to know. I know it doesn't look like that, but it is true. And we're going to dig into that a little deeper. Here we go. A, 18. Have you ever experienced abuse? Now this one, you can select multiple answers. All right. A, no, I have not. B, yes, I've had physical abuse. C is emotional abuse. D is sexual abuse. E is other types of abuse. You can select multiple on this because some of us are not only trying to heal from trauma some of us it's abuse specifically it wasn't just significant loss it was wounding to us and i just need you to know that if we were to poll only the women now remember there's a lot of men here 50 percent of us are men men's statistics of sexual abuse is very small for women it's very high if we only polled women that would skyrocket in percentage, okay? So if you're saying, wow, I'm hurting and I'm still wounded, I just need you to know, so are we. 
and we're trying to heal. Yeah? All right, here we go. 19, still very personal. Do you struggle with depression or anxiety? A, no, I do not. B, depression. C, anxiety. D, you ordered the combo pack. Okay. As you know, I've been very open about the idea about my anxiety and what that has done. It has drawn different people to say, all right, I'll trust this church if the leadership's going to be that open. And so a lot of us have had wounding and we actually feel like we can talk about it here. So then we stay here. Okay. I get that. The same thing is true about depression. Just understand how many people are wrestling around you. Okay. 50% of our congregation is struggling with that type of stuff. All right, let's keep moving forward. Uh, 20, what is your greatest struggle with sin area? Is it in the craving category, which is like needing something, lust, greed, envy, always wanting more? Is it B, self-exaltation, which is like anger or pride? Is it power, which is like controlling other people, manipulating other people? Or is it D, escape, laziness, apathy, numbing out, what area does the enemy tend to come after you or your own flesh? Where are we at on that one? All right. Uh, because this is where the other thing that Satan tries to isolate us is he's like, man, you do realize nobody else is struggling with porn. You do realize nobody else is struggling with body image. You do realize nobody else is. That, that's what he's going to lie to you. That is not true. That you're in here and everybody has a sin nature they're wrestling with. Okay, so just know that. All right, that's what God's grace is for. We're all growing and learning our identity to mature through some of this and begin to build and get stronger. But let's be honest, we're all still broken individuals becoming whole. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Here we go. Number 21. Uh, Let's go into the positive stuff. 21. What's your favorite way to connect with God? A, is it the revelation stuff where you want to learn more about the one you love the most, the learning, preaching, and teaching? Is it B, worship, art, or creativity? Is it C, people, community, friends, family, and relationships? Is it D, please just go away from me? Quiet time, solitude, and being with nature. Or is it E, service and activity? You feel most alive when you're serving the Lord. Huge balance here, you can see, all right? Um, lots of us engage with God. Everybody has a little connection with God. That's a little bit different. Um, but it's nice to know what it is so that you can lean into that. When you got to get pumped up, is it going to be a worship CD that you're going to throw on the radio? Stuff like that. CD. What's a CD? Did I just say CD? Wow. That was awkward. Sorry about that. Yeah, that should be like a, anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, here we go. Yeah. You throw in an eight track. Everybody throws in an eight track. Of the Statler brothers. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No, nobody does. All right, here we go. 22. Uh, how often do you read the Bible? A, daily. B, a few times per week. C, a few times per month. D, almost never. E, actually, I've never read scripture. So all, all those are valid. Um, it, once again, this is an idea about being honest about where we're really at. How often do you read the Bible? God's word is critical, but just understand some of us have, struggle with reading. Um, and it's not that we can't read. It's just, it's very tiring for us. So a lot of us avoid and we'd rather listen to audiobooks or there's a lot of different learning styles. I understand the Bible's a little difficult. The problem is, is the gold that it contains is so precious. It's worth working through. So I just want to encourage you that it's very important. Let's go to 23. How often do you pray? 
A, daily. B, a few times per week. C, a few times per month. D, almost never. Or E, I don't have a prayer life. Now, for some of you, that's a lifeline. You can see the statistics are in the high 70s that you would say, I got to pray every day because he's the only way I'm going to make it, right? Which is, wow, I'm struggling. God, you're the only one that understands me. We talked last week about the fact that anytime you're communicating with him, that is prayer, okay? Now, there's certain ways we can grow in prayer, but we definitely need to be connecting to the Lord, amen? Good. Number 24, have you ever led someone to the Lord? Have you ever led someone to the Lord? Uh, It doesn't only mean that you prayed that prayer or walked them to the aisle. It means, did you, were you the primary person to lead someone to the Lord to say that they did not know Jesus the way that they know him now because of you? meaning that God moved through you in order for them to get rescued and saved. About half of us have, about half of us have not, all right? This is an area we need to continue to grow, to live out loud for the Lord. And we certainly don't want the last time to have been college if we are retired. Okay, excellent. Here we go. This is perhaps the most heartbreaking one for leadership, but will probably be the most encouraging for you. Number 25, do you have any close friends here at Bridgeway? Not, did I see that nice, warm, smiling guy at the door? Do you have close friends here at Bridgeway? A, not yet. B, one or two. C, a little group of them. Or D, I have a whole bunch of them. Do you have close friends here at Bridgeway? Because once again... When you walk in, you always assume you're the odd one out, that everyone else is hanging out. They're all going to lunch together. Everybody's kicking it at each other's house. And yet about what, let's see, 68% of us have one or two friends or none here. That is a massive percentage of the congregation. So this whole idea that everybody else has buddies and they're all golfing together. No, we wish that was the case. That is not the case. So all of us need to press in and say, wow, I need some friends here. I know that's why we're working to connect us all together. Yeah, but that's going to require investment and time. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Here we go. 26. What best describes the purpose of the local church? Like, why are there local churches around? We know why there's Christians, but why are there local churches? Is it a primarily to teach me how to be a better Christian? B to meet my family's needs? C, to help me meet other Christians, or D, to reach people who don't know Jesus? Or is there another reason I didn't list up there? And this is saying the primary reason. It doesn't mean the only reason. It means the primary reason. What do you think it is? In every service, it has balanced out between us growing as Christians and us reaching out to our community that doesn't know Jesus. In my mind, that is the most beautiful statistic right? Because that means God gave us a beautiful blend of disciplers and evangelists all at the same time. So this is exciting for me. Let's move forward. Uh, before we move forward, let me just, let me just say that you can answer the question if you want, but let me just say this. We really, really need each other. I've said that before, but there was a story in the Bible where Moses, whenever he lifted up his hands, Israel was victorious. And whenever he put his hands down, Israel would begin to be defeated. And obviously that was a worship posture, right? Like I'm trusting on God, but he got exhausted and his hands went down. He had to have his other buddies come by and hold his hands up for him. And that's the only reason we had victory as the Israel nation. Paul needed his Barnabas. Y'all, we need people in our lives desperately. 
And so it's very, very important. So whether or not it's the main reason for church, it's an important reason, right, that we're together. 27, what general category do your primary spiritual gifts fall into? Um, basically, how has God designed you? Are you one of those communicators, right? You do prayer, prophecy, tongues, faith, right? Are you with the Lord? You, you got this connection with the Lord that's a little intense. B, are you more of an instructor? Wisdom, exhortation, teaching, preaching, evangelism. Are you on the miraculous side, like healing and miracles? Are you an administrator where you're a little bit more leadership, organization, or knowledge? Or are you a care folk? Uh, helps, mercy, shepherding, giving, uh, or F, I don't yet know my spiritual gifts. Okay, every service, it's the same. Uh, I want you to see the care, the yellow bar that's going across. Here's what's powerful about that. That is the reason why when we did the fire relief uh, giving, and instantly, right off the bat, we got $112,000 that came in. Okay, do you understand that is light years beyond most organizations? Why? Because we have these folks all over the place. And what they do is they walk around and their heart says, I'm not okay if other people aren't okay. And so they're very giving and generous. That is our congregation. That's what happens. Okay? So God's moving powerfully. Here we go. 28. Have you ever witnessed or experienced a supernatural miracle? Okay? And I don't want any of this business. I did. The gift of life. Okay, stop. I get it, right? You had a baby. That's cool. It, it, it is miraculous. It's not what I'm talking about, all right? Talking about like something grew back or I'm talking about somebody got super healed or wow, that just happened. My car got moved across the freeway, right? And I wasn't doing it. I'm talking about have you ever witnessed a supernatural miracle? Because here's what's interesting. 50% of our congregation has. That's a lot of miracles. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Crazy miracles going on out there. We want to make sure that God, we have our eyes open to be noticing those. If you have not yet seen one, boy, hang with us. You'll begin to see one. Here we go. Uh, 29, which of these best describes your current walk with the Lord? A, I'm on fire. B, pretty solid. C, uh, on and off. Or D, not that great, to be honest. Or E, actually, I haven't yet begun one. Okay, uh, let's take a look at this one. Pretty solid, right? I mean, there's some of us that are fired up, a little bit of us, right? Some of us are kind of hit and miss. All right. Um, all right, let's keep moving forward. 30, and this is one I was talking about maturity the other day. How long have you been a Christian? A, zero to one year. B, two to five years. C, six to 15 years. D, 16 to 40 years. E, 40 years plus. Um, I received the Lord officially a little later in life. I was six. <laughs> and so I would be checking the purple one, right? So I've been serving the Lord 40 plus years, right? All right. Uh, here we go. Let's get a little bit more, um, a little bit more personal. Uh, 31, have you ever shared your personal story of faith, your testimony with another person? Uh, yes, many times. Yes, a few times. C, well, not yet. Or D, I don't even think I have a story of faith. Um, no, I'm going to encourage you that you all do. Um, it may not be flashy, um, but it's probably extraordinarily powerful. Why? Because when you share it and you talk about what God did, he gets involved in the conversation, right? And then it becomes a big deal. So, um, so yes, we got to be sharing a lot. Number uh, 32, getting even more personal. Do you struggle with doubt? 
doubt, stuff like, man, is this all legit? Like I'm going through and I'm praying and I'm like, am I really talking to somebody or, you know, I'm reading this stuff. Like I just make it all up in my head. Do you struggle with doubt? Yes. Frequently B, Yeah, but not very often or C, no, I do not. Okay. So here's what's interesting. If we say yes on the top two, um, we are at about what? 75% of us that struggle with doubt in one way or another. Yeah. So that's real. So when you come in and everybody looks pumped up for the Lord, that doesn't mean everything's perfect. It means that we're all kind of going, wow, this is, this is a little bit hard for me. Let's go to the next one. 33. Do you struggle connecting to an invisible God? Right? I mean, it'd be nice if he could give you a hug. It'd be nice if he'd talk to you, but man, he's an invisible God. How do we connect? Do you struggle with that? Yes, sometimes or no. Once again, it didn't switch over. It's going to be the same statistics. Watch this. Here we go. Here we go. All right. There we go. It switched over now. Let's do the boop, boop, boop. There we go. Keep going. Do you find it difficult to connect? Okay. So what you're going to find out when it settles down is we're still going to be around 65, 70% of us do. Okay. Um, because it is challenging. That's why it's called faith. That's why the Lord said, blessed are those who haven't seen me because there's a blessing to hanging in there with him. He'll reveal himself more and more and more. Number 34, do you worry about your unsaved friends, family, and loved ones? Do you worry about your unsaved friends, family, and loved ones? A, yes, I do. B, actually, if I'm honest, not really. Ah, we have a big evangelistic hearted congregation. I struggle with this a little bit. Actually, I'd probably click the other one. I'd probably say no. Why? Because I'm so surrounded by believers. I'm insulated and I'm a little too insulated. Okay. So everyone I know, it's like they're believers or I'm arguing about what's going on in the Bible from believers and my family saved. And you know what I mean? When you're surrounded by that, you forget to have a heart for the lost or those that are struggling. And wow, we need that desperately. So praise God, he has your attention. Yeah, super good. Well done. Here we go. We just lit the the joy candle, right? So 35, what best describes the amount of joy in your life? High, moderate, low, or non-existent? We're going to talk about the joy, not just happiness, but joy, a deep-seated life is good only because God is good, right? And he can get me through. Where are we at? Some of us are struggling a little bit. Holidays are a little bit rough. Okay. All right. We're starting to wrap this up. Here we go. In general, number 36, do you find it hard to love people? Yes, no, or it depends. There's that one guy, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, Love is the very hallmark of Christianity. If we struggle there, whether by personality or we struggle there by, uh, experiences or hurts or traumas christianity becomes very very difficult when we are not able to love very well love is what christianity is about and i'm not talking about wimpy love i'm talking about jesus type love yeah all right uh here we go last three questions 37 how do you spend most of your time when you're not working nine to five or studying in school a parenting b watching tv or movies c you're a gamer or you're always on netflix uh d recreational activities and hobbies e household chores or f other 
My favorite one on this one is there's always a big category of other, and I want to know what other is. I want to find out what you're doing. Parasailing, something like that, right? That would be activities, I guess. Um, what are you doing? Uh, the one category I think that should be on there that's not on there is more work, right? When I get done working, what am I doing? More work. All right. That should have been, that might be your other category. Okay. Um, here we go. Last two, 38, which best describes your life? Is it very busy, busy, but manageable, not very busy or flat out boring? How would you describe your life? Right. Um, I have said since the moment I started ministering that my number one challenge in leading the church has never been sin. It's been busyness. It's the number one thing that stops people from spiritually growing. It's the number one thing that stops people from connecting with God. It's the number one thing that stops people from serving in the church. The number one challenge I've always had is busyness because true Christianity requires time. And that is the one thing that we tend not to have or we've scheduled God out of our lives. Make sense? Last one, question 39. Which of these is the most significant source of stress in your life? Is it A, finances, B, uh, family and relationships, C, work or school, D, your health, or E, other? What is causing the most significant stress in your life? Which, by the way, I just want to highlight out. Here we go. We're, we're catching up right now. I want to highlight out that it's really neat that you all are engaging with me and helping out in this. This information is precious to me because I want to minister to you appropriately. Right? I want to make sure that I know my family and that all of our leadership knows you so that we can minister accordingly. Right? Now, you see that? Okay, so we got some relationship stuff. We got some finances. All right, we can go ahead and pull down the poll. Um, Here's what I want to close out on. It's good that you're here. It's really good that you're here. You belong here. That the more and more you can press in, you're going to start learning the faces behind these statistics. It's one thing to see the statistics and you catch your breath and go, wow, I didn't realize how many people are like me. But it's even more exciting to look across the table and coffee and go, oh, that was you? Because a lot of that stuff is hidden. It's not always appropriate to lead with personal information. But when you do get a chance to be in a smaller group and you start learning about their life and their background and everything else... You start caring about them very deeply. You start bonding. You start praying for them. And the whole church health begins to rise. Please don't let the enemy isolate you. Please do not fall into the trap, I'm the only one. You are absolutely not. And I just want you to know that, wow, we sure love you here. Can I have the prayer team come on up here? We're going to close out the service. Um, Remember to give your answer sheets to the greeters on the door on the way out. Um, But I want to leave you a challenge for today, and that is church is most fun when you're involved. Church is most fun when you're involved. If you have a role here, just be going home and thinking this question. What, God, are you telling me that I should do at church?
Now, if you are already doing ministry elsewhere and you're loaded up, please don't take that as a burden. That's not the point. The point is, is there a way that you can use what God has built in you and begin to minister here? If you can do that, church becomes more alive because it's very personal. When I walk through these hallways because of what I do for a living, everything's personal. Now, sometimes that bites me, right? Everything still feels personal. But I take you personal. Last night, a family was really struggling. They ended up waiting till the very end. Everyone had gone and they were talking. And they said, they saw me come out and they said, Pastor, um, our son is struggling, but all of us really feel like we're taking a lot of hits. Would you just cover our family? Well, I dropped everything. Why? Because that is precious to me. Like, whoa, 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 we're talking. And then what happens is if I'm going to pray with you, I'll... I will put myself in as if I'm a member of your family. So I'll start saying, and our family, we are praying, right? When I pray with you. That's how church feels to me. I want that feeling to be in every heart in this place. So it's super personal. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and close out. We're going to pray that the altar is anointed so that whatever needs you walked in with, God can minister to those today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are good and mighty and wonderful. Lord, we are but human, and yet you have made us partakers of the divine nature. That, God, that you have taken us and made us more than simply natural. You have made us supernatural. That we are saying, Holy Spirit, we are open to your transformation. We are open to your power. And we ask, God, that you would open our eyes to your movement around us. Would you allow us... Heavenly Father, to get to know each other? Would you show us a wisdom by by how we could orchestrate our lives so that we have time to grow in you, that we have time to love on your people, that we have time and openings to make friends, that God, this life is way too hard, and so you designed us for community. So Lord, I'm praying that we would have more friendships, I'm praying that we would have more connections. I'm praying we'd have more divine appointments. So God, would you release your beautiful orchestration of your family in Jesus' name and may you anoint this altar with your power today that each and every request that is lifted up to you would go straight to your ears and you would immediately move on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a wonderful weekend.